Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Claire. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today, once again, Dr. Claire LaMonica, our director. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jim. So today we're doing a little episode, maybe uh, the first of a few updates, I'm kind of hoping, because you have something exciting happening this fall. I do. I'm so excited. I'm going to teach a class. <laughs> and, and I'm going to teach a class of undergraduates. And I haven't done that. I haven't taught undergraduates in 10 years. And I'm going to teach a class of freshmen, and I haven't taught freshmen in 12 years. So I'm feeling very, very brave and um, not just a little terrified. So as, as the director here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, you're dealing with teaching every day. But again, this is kind of a new uh, or a renew, renewing experience, <laughs> I guess we'll call it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, because that's not usually part of your, you know, your directorship here necessarily. This is uh, something extra. And it's a unique course here on campus. Can you describe, first of all, exactly what, yeah. the, what the course is? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to teach a freshman LINK course. LINK is um, capital L, lowercase i, and capital C. stands for Learning and Communities. It's a freshman seminar designed to aid the transition to college. Mm -hmm. So it's not... Um, it's not necessarily for students who are at risk or any specific population. Students do self-select into it. Mm -hmm. It meets for only the first eight weeks of the academic year, uh, twice a week, and the students get one hour of credit. It, it's, it's well, you know what? It was a perfect opportunity for me because I've been wanting to go back and teach undergraduates for some time now, mm -hmm. but there just wasn't a good way to do it. I, I, I you know... My area is writing and the teaching of writing and to try to teach a full-blown writing class or a methods class sure. um, and attend to my administrative responsibilities just wasn't going to work. Mm -hmm. So uh, when this opportunity came along, I, I, I actually went out sort of seeking an opportunity. And, mm -hmm. and when I was offered this, I got really excited about it. Dare, should I ask, what are you maybe worried about at this point? or what? <laughs> I'm what worried are... I'll blow it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if I've forgotten how to do this? Yeah. I, you know, it, actually, it's not so much that I've forgotten how to do this. Um, so the really good thing about working at CTLT is that you, you get to hear so many faculty stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just really fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, the really bad thing about working here at CTLT yeah. <laughs> right. is that you get to hear so many faculty stories. So um, I've been hearing so much about how 18-year-olds now are different than 18-year-olds used to be that I'm a little worried that not having gone through some sort of transition gradually, you know, maybe I'm going to go back and they're going to like seem like total aliens. Like I'm not going to be able to recognize these people. Sure. I just, I don't know. I mean, that, that yeah. worries me a little bit, I, yeah. I, to be quite honest, but, um, well, and in you my, know, we'll, we'll, we'll muddle through. Yeah. In my experience, you know, it was about three years between, uh, teaching freshmen when I went back and taught, uh, the basic speech course again. And I noticed that there were differences in terms of attitude, um, but not necessarily bad, it was just different, yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of it. And of course, I tend to notice things centered around technology. So a lot of it was how they how they wanted to interact with the class in terms of technology and stuff. But um, and they are far more disciplined in terms of technology, like their smartphones and stuff, because they because the, I was I had freshmen 
um, who had gone all through high school being told to put their bleeping phones away. Oh. <laughs> so they had been conditioned to a certain sort of order. To do that. And so when I kind of said, well, no, we can use our phones for this and this, they yeah. were a little, I mean, they were a little reluctant to because they yeah. thought it was, it was, it was uncivil. Yeah. yeah, it was against the rules. Um, I, I think you're going to find, I think it'll be an interesting challenge. Let's I put think it that so way. too. But I think, I think, I think so you know, they're still students. Yeah. Well, um, and that's, and they're, and they're 18 year olds in their first eight weeks away from home. Right. Right. So um, there's something Mm -hmm. um, almost universal about that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Not entirely universal, but but almost. Well, I and so I wanted, and it's those universal experiences that you're now getting to do (laughs) firsthand again (laughs) that I think is of interest in terms of our of our humble little uh, pokey little podcast here. Because we were sitting in a meeting uh, a couple weeks ago, or it was last week, I think, and we were talking about accessibility, and we were talking about helping. Uh, faculty members um, with uh, accessibility best practices, helping expose different ways of, of exposing them to that. Um, and you had brought up, you said, you know, I'm doing this course, and I've I realized I wasn't using styles in the word word document yeah. when I was when I was doing that. I wrote my whole syllabus, and I wasn't using styles in Word. It just ugh. well, what you didn't notice when I was sitting right next to you was me go, oh. I've never done that. Oh. So guess what I'm doing this summer, right? Yeah. Because I'm teaching a course in the fall, too. So I need to go through and do that because I always just had bolded headings and stuff like that. But if someone's using a screen reader and just from an ease of information standpoint, it yeah. makes sense. So so I think that there are probably little things that, that you're going to be able to bring to our podcast <laughs> that you've you've experienced yeah. either preparing or, or then delivering this course. What are some of the other things that you find yourself doing? Because you have well, been working ahead on so, this, too. Oh, Admir- I'm, I'm working ahead on it because yeah. I really, because, um, you know, it's going to come and go fast. Yeah. You know, eight weeks is a, is a flash. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be available to the students. I don't, I, I'm trying so hard to get ahead and so that I'm not having to build the course while I'm teaching the course. I don't know if I'm going to get as far as I wanted. But I but but I tell you the thing that's happened to me so far is that I decided that I needed to practice what I preach. And so I started using DeFink's uh, course design process. Mm-hmm. And it's worked out great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not doing all... 12 steps necessarily, but, you know, I, I was um, starting with the basics. So I took learning outcomes. I, you know, I, I, I have a set of learning outcomes and I thought, okay, well, how will I be able to tell? This is what the students need to learn. How will I be able to tell whether they've learned it? So I started thinking in terms of, you know, some things I might be able to assess. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about, um, you know, things that we could do to help them accomplish those outcomes in a way that would make them feel good when, when they were assessed. And I, I mean, I had this, I had this table that was a thing of beauty. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful table of all the exciting, wonderful, great learning opportunities that my students were going to have and all the great things we would do together. And then I pulled out um, the template for the course schedule and I realized, oh, oh, this is an eight-week course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, so you had built it out for my, a little longer. Than, yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, usually I am planning for 16 weeks or at right. least 15 weeks. Right. And and I had too much for that. <laughs> so the thing that I have learned um, to do this summer is to let go mm-hmm. of some things. And so some 
there are a lot of things that I was really excited about doing with these students that you know we're we're not going to we're not going to be able to do because sure. I I had to prioritize I had to look at them really hard and say is this need to do or is this nice to do mm-hmm. and practically all of my nice to dos are just wandering off because you know I have so at best I would have sixteen class sessions but the truth of the matter is yeah. oh I'm teaching Monday Wednesday so. There goes Labor Day. Right. Yeah. There's one session gone, and then there are at least three at least three sessions that have to be devoted to sort of programmatic um, sorts of things mm-hmm. um, that all the students in the program have to do. So there's three or four more sessions <laughs> gone. Right, right. So I'm really down to like eleven, about eleven sessions that I you know yeah. that I get to take advantage of, and yeah. so it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Sounds yeah. like it. I mean, I um I am also teaching on Monday nights this semester. Ah, and so I you and also after the lose a week. after the schedule, you know, and I usually taught on Tuesday nights and just to help out and, and because of some of my colleagues uh have commitments on different nights. So I ended up teaching on Monday night and I and as soon as I realized that it's like, oh, every semester I'm going to lose. Yeah. Uh either with Labor Day or with the Dr. King holiday or or whatever. So I'm not good at letting go, so this is a, so I may be coming to you for some advice because, and of course, this is an evening class that's three hours long. So even within the, you know, I usually have too many things to do, and I'm better at this now. But it used to be that I I was kind of like Captain Ahab. I was like, <laughs> we're going to get that white whale by the end of the night, and I know you're all tired and you really want to go, and you're all not really paying attention, but you know, I have content to cover. It's like you know what that. So I mean, I and I that's part of the a good reason for sort of telling this story is that we all, this is one of the, you know, top five quotes that's, that we hear at CTLT, but I've got so much content. Yeah. I'd love to do that active learning thing, but I've got so much content to cover. You know, <laughs> I'd love to do some um, civic engagement in my course, but I've got so much content to cover. So, you know, here I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in the same pretty much the same boat thinking, wow, I've got all these things that I that I thought were really important. And so I, I think um the lesson the sort of general lesson about teaching here is that we sometimes have to let go of some things. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm learning mm-hmm. that the hard way at the moment. So two final quick questions, because mm-hmm. this is going to be a shorter episode today. Right. Number one, how much, because it's a one credit hour course, how flipped is this course going to be? How much How much outside work ahead of time? Yeah. You know, time on task. Yeah. Are, are you going to? It's going to be pretty that? flipped. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually going to tell them, um, it's a one hour course we're meeting, but we're, it's only for eight weeks. So we're meeting twice a week. So we're spending two hours a week in class. I actually wrote this into my syllabus the other ah, day. Ah, there you go. And, and I said that conventionalism wisdom is that to do well in college, you should spend at least two to three hours outside of class preparing for every hour that you're in class. And research tells us mm-hmm. that students don't do that. They don't mm-hmm. spend nearly that time. So what I said in the syllabus was that I was going to ask them to commit to spending that much time and that to help them with that, um, the work that I give them to do outside of class, I'm going to guesstimate how much time that will take. And I'm going to put that in um, the the course schedule. Mm -hmm. So where it says what to prepare for class, it will have, you know, watch this video, read this chapter, you know, take this, 
you know, take this survey, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then it'll have next to it a little time guesstimate. I'm going to commit to not going over um, four hours per week, so two hours for each hour. Right. Two hours of preparation for each hour we're going to have in class. Right. And so it's pretty flipped. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think for a lot of students, freshmen coming in, even in this day and age, I think that will be a, a new experience for them. I think they're still probably yeah. thinking college is sit and listen to someone wise talk about something I'm vaguely interested in for a while. Yeah. Well, which is kind of the whole point of the class yeah. uh, is to get them out of that mindset. So I yeah. think that, that'll be interesting. Final question. We've talked many times on our Pokey Little Show about the importance of assessing our teaching and using it as a tool for reflection. Have you thought about how you're going to do that with an eight-week course? Because, I mean, there's no midterm chat, right? <laughs> we would have to do it, you know, like, yeah, by the end of September. Right. I suppose you could Actually, do that. Actually, we'd have but... to do it earlier in September. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could get somebody. The the Actually, the problem with doing a midterm chat in this is not that I couldn't find somebody to come in and do a midterm chat for no. me. Because I know people. Yeah. And right. I probably could get somebody to do it. Um, but it's the idea of giving up one of my remaining 11 right. class right. sessions to that. I will do a, a, quote, midterm. So four weeks in. I'll ask the students, one of their um, outside of class assignments will be to ask answer a little questionnaire about how mm -hmm. the class is going. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably use the midterm chat questions to compo compose that questionnaire. Mm -hmm. Claire, it's exciting stuff. It is exciting. So what's the, uh, what's the very next thing you need to do as far as getting ready to teach? Oh, my gosh. Well, I need to finish my my, uh, my syllabus is pretty much done, but I, I need to finish building my course schedule. Mm -hmm. And then, I, oh my gosh, I haven't started building my ReggieNet site yet. So mm -hmm. I have to start building my ReggieNet site. And that's going to take um, more time because I don't use it often enough. Um, mm -hmm. and, and because it takes time to build a ReggieNet yeah, you need, course yeah, I mean, site. I mean, yeah. you know, it's that's just the right. way it is. Right. But because using, I don't use it yeah. very frequently, um, it takes me a little longer to yeah. do things than somebody who's using it for three courses or four courses a well, semester. And obviously, you're, I think you're going to be using the lessons tool and stuff like that a yeah, little bit I more. Love the lessons, I love the lessons tool, but um, uh -huh. yeah. It's, it's going to take it, a little longer. It takes yeah. a little time. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll let you get back to it, Claire. Thank you. Thanks so much. You can find out more about our podcast by going to our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. And if you have an idea for a future episode that you'd like us to talk about, you can email us, ctlt at illinoisstate.edu. For Dr. Claire LaMonica and for all my colleagues here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again, happy teaching. <laughs> <laughs>